Hi, this is Liz Calandrino, and welcome to Fired Up Success. You know, Albert Schweitzer once said, in everyone's life at some time, our inner fire goes out. It is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being. We should all be thankful for those people who can rekindle that inner spirit. My passion is to connect people who will share their stories about how they rekindled their own spirits, and I know will spark fire in your life too. Hello. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hello, everyone. This is Lizbeth Calandrino, and you are listening to Fired Up Success. I'm broadcasting on WCAA 107.3 FM and in Albany, New York, and we have a voice. This is a community radio station, and what I do every week is I go looking for people who are, you know, just kicking it up a notch, people who are dealing with whatever is going on in life and they're forging new places and ideas. And today I have with me, I have Michelle Winters. She is the managing partner and in New Braunf- in um, New Braunfield, right? Do I have that right? That was pretty yeah. close, Liz. That was pretty close. New Braunfels, Texas. New Braunfels, Texas, which is a flooring and design center, correct? That's right. And you deal with home builders, your design firm, property managers. And you know what else I found very interesting? You speak Portuguese? I do. Now, the reason I find that interesting is my next door neighbor is moving to Portugal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So do you go there? Do you visit? Are you a family? I don't get over there very often. I actually have never been to Portugal. I have been to Brazil. So I speak Brazilian Portuguese. Oh, how interesting. Well, you never know when you go to interview somebody, all the, all the kinds of things and all the talents they have. Isn't that true? It is. So we have lots of things to talk about. And one of the things that I find very interesting is the fact that on Facebook, I want to talk about what you've done to continue to grow for the last four or five months. And one of the things you've done is you have on Facebook, you've put up um, a group called Women of the Flooring Business. That's so, correct. So tell, tell our audience a little bit about why you did that and what it means. Well, you know, it wasn't in my five-year plan to become part of the flooring business. It, it, I kind of landed here by surprise, um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Some things as a newcomer or, or kind of somewhat of an outsider, outsider to begin with, I, I noticed right away struck me as unusual. And one of the biggest things that struck me as unusual was how limited the number of leadership roles were that were filled with women Mm. and I thought what the heck is up with that because women bring a really valuable perspective to the um, flooring business and it may perhaps if we had a little better representation or a little more balance in the leadership in the flooring business we could see things improve or maybe get more interesting 
you know, well, you and I have been speaking about that and the fact we are going to try to do something with that for sure. So you're a longtime entrepreneur. That's how you talk about yourself, right? An entrepreneur and um, a woman's advocate. So tell the listeners a little bit more about that. Tell me too. You know, I've never met a challenge that didn't excite me on at least some level. I have this fire for Mm. solving problems or developing solutions for problems that all of us experience or a lot of us experience, but um, don't have the answer to. And that's been with me since I was very, very young. When I was about 10 years old, I created this refrigerator. I designed a refrigerator um, and took it to the, um, the inventors fair at my elementary school. And I think that the judges were a little bit puzzled as to why a 10 year old was creating this design for a futuristic refrigerator. Um, or they might've taken my idea because nowadays you see refrigerators just like the one I designed all over Home Depot. No. (laughs) Yeah. As a child, I was thinking, couldn't we make this more efficient? So my brain was always kind of wired that way to look at something ordinary and say, oh, there's all these obvious ways that it could be better. Let me, you know, take the refrigerator and make a cubby in the door so that it's easier to get the things you get all the time. Let me put, um, you know, a chart on the front so you can track which groceries you need and you don't. And um, that same mindset has inspired me to create other types of solutions in all sorts of areas of life. Oh, that is really exciting. Um, I had a friend, this kind of goes with it. She invented the side, she thought she invented the side-by-side refrigerator doors, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody beat her to it. And so she carried around in her wallet. When I met her, she was in her fifties and she had this little piece of paper and she opened it up and it had this drawing. She was an engineer. She had this drawing and she never, ever got her refrigerator out there, but she never forget oh. that she was late to the party. Oh, That is so true, you know, and I think the reason that that disappointment or regret carries people who had amazing ideas is because that little spark, that excitement that she felt about the side-by-side refrigerator door uh, concept, um, maybe it was something that would have just completely fulfilled her or would have turned out to be her purpose. When I feel that spark, I know, okay, doesn't totally add up. It's a little bit outside of my wheelhouse, but I got to do this thing. Yeah, I can see that you definitely have a spark going there. Uh, <laughs> so how? tell me a little bit about your store. And I, I noticed you have your own town has the same name, right? It does. It does. So we live in New Braunfels, Texas, and it was logical to name our store New Braunfels Flooring because when I did the research before we opened it, that was a very uh, popular keyword search term that people were using to find flooring stores in New Broncos. So we went with that for our website and the name of the shop. And um, we started in a little old house with just the showroom side of it. And as we grew, we moved over to a warehouse where we now have 3,500 square feet and a really, um, a really beautiful design center area of our space. So 
tell me a little bit about a couple of things. One is the last few months have been, you know, challenging for a lot of people. And um, I noticed, though, that you seem to have a really good background in technology. And I know that online, you've invested in um, online sales and you do quite a few things with, uh, you talked about Google credits. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Okay. Well, especially as we got into COVID and personal contact became more limited, that was where I put all of my effort into communicating with people. So a lot of my offline marketing tactics were not going to fly and I had to be 100% into um, digital communication because that was the way, the, really the only way to reach a large number of people at any given time. And so um, there were some programs out there to support businesses through this time, including one provided by Google where they, they gave out advertising dollars for free so that people could run Google ads to reach their customers. Wow. So what are the things that people should be looking for now? What are the, you know, where should we be at this point? I mean, we're, I don't know. Texas is pretty much uh, tied up, isn't it? It is. It is. And so with that, the way it is, what are the things that you're doing at this point that's helping your business? So having to kind of shift gears and move our marketing more online proved to be very effective. And so I've just um, carried that forward and added more and more time and resources into that. So I think a lot of people are shopping first online at any time, but even more now are shopping first online and spending more time there. So not only do you need to be visible online, you need to be informative So a lot of people get busy on their social media sites or various platforms, but now's a really good time to go back to your website and fill it with everything that you want to educate and inform consumers about. Providing a resource to them, I think, really empowers them and creates a preliminary bond of sorts Mm -hmm. because they'll consider you um, a source of valuable information and feel like you've already given them something. So you become important to them before they even ever schedule that appointment to come to the showroom wearing their mask (laughs) and check things out and develop a relationship with you. I went to your site today and I looked around and um, I, you know, the little bot reached out to me and um, in fact, kept reaching out to me and I said, oh, this is very interesting. They've got some really sophisticated, <laughs> they've got some sophisticated things on this. Now, who did a lot of that for you? Is that Floor Force? That- Our website is um, run by Floor Force, which is an incredibly dynamic and um, customer focused company. Yes. So not only have they supported me through our website, but they've provided a lot of encouragement and support just for me personally. They're an excellent resource for anybody. 
Well, that certainly is good to know. And by the way, all of you out there, you are listening. This is Lizbeth Calandrino, and this is Fired Up Success, where I get to interview wonderful people who have great ideas. And today I'm with Michelle Winters. And Michelle is telling us about her store, she, where she's managing partner um, of New Braunfields in New Braunfield, Texas. Um, <laughs> so tell me about, you know, Home Builders apparently is one of your customers. Give us some scoop on what's going on with the Home Builders and property managers. Well, right now, although a lot of things have slowed down in the economy, um, the building remains full speed. Okay. There's people that are still buying homes. And in fact, with lower interest rates, it kind of feels like more people are buying homes. So there's still the demand for new homes to be built, um, which was lucky for us because the retail side of our business where individual homeowners are coming in and shopping to replace their floors died way down, but the builders never slowed down. So okay. homes are still being built. They all need floors. Thank goodness we're really seeing new Braunfels grow in population even through this time wow that's really now where is new Braunfels located besides in its own town <laughs> it is about halfway between san antonio and austin texas oh okay is it a fairly new town or no not at all so it was established in the 1800s by german settlers mm. And for a long time, it was kind of its own quiet little retreat. But you know how it goes. We live between two major cities and the entire stretch between these two cities is sort of filling in to merge into one metropolis. Yes. Yes, I get it. So why did you go into the floor coverings? Are you a designer? I'm not a designer. Okay. I didn't know anything about flooring at the time. I couldn't have told you the difference between, you know, some very common products, but, um, I, I have always done some type of marketing. Marketing is my, my area of expertise. And I knew a couple who wanted to open a flooring store and I was familiar with, um, the husband's work. And I learned that it had been his long-term dream to open a showroom. And he felt like that would just create so much more opportunity for him as an installer by trade. So I'm lucky to have a really strong partnership. My business partner and I figured, you know, how hard could it be? Let's do this thing. And so (laughs) we just opened on up and we've been figuring out the flooring business as we've gone since then. Oh, that's so funny. How hard can this be? It sounds like when I went into business with my sister and I <laughs> said to her, how hard can this be? I said the same thing. And she said, it won't be hard. You just need to come up with some money. So that's how I started in the floor covering business. That's that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, with all those wonderful things and you are so positive, what keeps you up at night, Michelle? What are the things that you say, you know what, this needs to be fixed or whatever? Mm, Interesting question, Liz, because, you know, I have to say most of the time I sleep pretty soundly. In fact, as soon as my kids are in bed, I just fall fast asleep and I'm out until the morning. And so I'm lucky most of the time to get a really good night's sleep every day. Oh, last night was not that was not the case. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Yesterday I had. 
sort of an upsetting experience. We've never gotten a very bad review online. For the oh. most part, they've all been extremely positive. But yesterday, somebody went online and left a negative review about our business because they did not like the way that one of our employees had worded a statement that she made to her. So more and more, pe- more, and more people were seeing this review posted. The woman that works for the store was just so upset because she did, we did not see this coming at all. The woman um, had requested a free measure, you know, a free service. She went out to yes. her house and measured her house and um, had a, you know, a good conversation with her, um, left thinking it, it was, you know, a good meeting. Mm-hmm. And we had to respond pretty quickly because people were commenting and, you know, seeing this post pop up on Facebook. Um, so I called the woman to hear her side of the story because I had heard um, the woman from our store's side of the story. And I wanted to hear from the customer what would motivate her to go out of her way to post this negative review. And it turned out that she had a lot of things that she was upset about. She seemed very compassionate and kind to me she's saying you know I realize that this hurts your business and it was really hard for me to make this decision to do this but she was angry about so many things just the state of the world everything she was just angry and so writing a review about this business was I guess some form of an outlet to her while we know that especially in a small town, those online reviews can be pretty powerful in influencing potential customers. So for sure. Yeah. That left me with a lot of feelings about, you know, all of the tension that exists that we see portrayed in the media. Um, the disconnect between people that like to be social, you know, my kids for one are missing seeing their friends and all of that. So it really, it really broke my heart a little bit that we've gotten to this point where, um, as a means of protecting people, we're keeping everybody separate. And now perhaps greater harm is being done because I'm seeing the number of suicides increase and people falling into depression because businesses are failing and things are getting shut down and people are losing their livelihood or their jobs. And it's just a really hard, hard time for everyone. So that's what kept me up last night, Liz. Wow. That would keep me up too, probably for more than one day. So is there any way that you can fix that or what now? So how do you do damage control, Michelle? In this particular situation, I had some damage control to do for the store. And that was to post a reply to this woman. Even though I, I ended up talking to her, it was important us to us to make a public response just so that anyone who came across it could could understand that things weren't as bad as they were made to look in that review um as far as damage control regarding the state of the world that's an overwhelming issue to try to solve in one night (laughs) i can't change the world liz but i realized i just have to wake up and do my best every day to be a source of positivity to the people that are around me. 
and to the people that I come in contact with. And sometimes they're as far away as New York. But That's right. <laughs> but we get to connect this way. Well, you know, so if you get a review like that, you know, in my experience, people, the rest of the people who know your store and know who you are. And as you said, you wrote your response, you apologize, you know, you eat crow that you didn't even cook. Mm -hmm. and, um, and people say, well, okay, you know, that's just the way it is. And we know Oprah would have given her a new car. Although it sounds like in this case, there really wasn't much that you could do for her. But, you know, you're right. You took it up. And um, that's about all you can do. And yeah, these days, people are really, um, I can see, uh, I was just talking to my neighbor who, uh, who works for Homeland Security. And what he does is he goes out and he does adjusting, insurance adjusting for not-for-profits, not-for-profits and um, public lands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said, oh, my gosh, we're supposed to get a storm tonight. He said, I, I hope it isn't bad. I'm still dealing with I'm still dealing with a storm from Halloween. And he said, I, I don't even want to go any place because we've had people that are sick. And, um, yeah, I think that things are not going to get better for a while. I think what has to be better is how we deal with it. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree. I don't see things changing really soon. And so we kind of have to, we have to do things differently than we have before. And for me, that means proactively reaching out to people and letting them know I love them or I miss them or just that I'm here. Um, connecting with people through alternative ways so that we all remain aware of each other and feel like we're, we're still surrounded by other people who care. I think that's definitely the way. And I also noticed that you are very community driven and that you were giving away food and toilet paper and all kinds of things. That's right. In the very beginning, especially when everyone was in a state of panic, I wanted to be um, a pillar of calmness and just say, you know what? If you're afraid because you don't have these basic necessities that are really limited in availability right now, don't run to the store and get in a fight with someone. Just let us know and we'll drop it off. It's not that bad. You'll be okay. Now, that's. did anybody post anything about that online for you? No. Mm -mm. We just uh, we just announced it to our community here locally through our newspaper. And then um, we we put it out there that way. That's it. We didn't want to make a big deal about, you know, doing something that's just basic human goodness that should be done. Good for you. So tell me, where are the areas, though, that you are seeing in our industry that really aren't so great? What what are you seeing out there? So what struck me immediately when I first entered the flooring business is how archaic systems seem to be. In a lot of other industries, you can, you know, go through the process of ordering something, receiving something, and selling something without so many loopholes that vary so dramatically 
from supplier to supplier. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to learn how to order the material and remember how to order it differently from every single person oh. <laughs> is a feat in and of itself. So um, I see more systems coming into play in the flooring business. I see more streamlined um, consumer focused systems being utilized from manufacturers because right now it's sort of whatever works for the manufacturer system internally, but that doesn't really facilitate sales right to the end user. So I see the way that things are done shifting to focus more on who really needs to be enabled to place the orders and, and put the orders through, which is, which is us as retailers. Um, and, and seeing manufacturers being more accommodating that way. Yes. You know, I've been talking about for a long time about the partnership between the manufacturers and the retailers. And yet I don't see a lot of, and I can't, well, maybe I shouldn't see a lot of, but you know, there are many manufacturers that still don't see that as part of their job. Their job is to get the product in your hands. You know, what I see their job is, it's bigger than that. It's broader. Yes. If if I'm your partner, and I am your partner, because without you, it doesn't work. You know, I need to find ways to help you be, one, like you said, more productive and make things easier for you. And also that I should have the skills, which I think a lot of them don't have. I think this is where the problem is. But how to help you sell to your customer. Yes. Well, with more women taking on leadership roles in the flooring business, I think we're going to see some of the the skill set that moms develop apply to the mm-hmm. business. Cuz as a mom, I know I've got 3 kids. You've got to run a tight ship. I mean, you've got to have a real tight system in place or you'll lose your mind. Right. So <laughs> one very fine example of that is Emily Morrow. And she has a hardwood collection, which is just extraordinary. Um, And she's doing things to make it extremely easy for retailers to get what they need from her. Mm -hmm. And even um, they're providing marketing support to individual retailers, which is an enormous value. Yes, that's terrific. And, you know, I know Emily, she's super terrific and she knows her stuff. And the other thing is, that she kicks it up a notch. You know, we do need to get out of, I've been in this industry for probably 40 years. And the only thing that that we ever thought about was product, product, product. We never thought about the beauty of the product and the Mm -hmm. elegance. And now we need, like, we need women like her. We need women like you to be in this Mm -hmm. so that we can show the customers that it's all about fashion. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the real key to what we're doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything originates from the fashion shows every year. I don't know if you notice, but those trends come down from from the fashion houses. They go to the shows, you know, Pantone releases a color of the year and it trickles down and then we have flooring. So they're all interconnected. Right. I remember I spoke at the um, international wool show in Manhattan a few years ago. And um, we were, we talked about flooring. I talked about flooring, but I saw the 
people who were in fashion talking about wool and it was just so different. Although again, you know, we're changing and we have to, we have to be more for fashion oriented if we're yes. really going to, if we're really going to compete in this industry. So tell me, we have, do you know, we're almost done here. We oh. have, we have yeah. about two more minutes to go, Michelle. So give us your best minute pitch and tell us about where you're from again. And I'll put your, whatever you want. You want a phone number? You want an email? If they want to find you, what would you like? <laughs> well, I would love to invite all of our women listeners who ah. have interest in the flooring business or an interest in aligning with, aligning with powerful women who are growing in their positions within the flooring business to join our Facebook group. So if you go to Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash groups backslash women of the flooring business. Or you can just put that group name in the search bar. And when you ask to join, you'll find a lot of really connected people who are participating in the group will answer your questions and they hold a wealth of information because everybody's from such diverse backgrounds, variety of people here from all over the country. Um, you'll find tools to help you succeed in business and life and that messy in between where they over overlap. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. That met. It's funny. I did yesterday. I did a webinar on how to deal with uncertainty and I'm not sure if people thought, <coughs> excuse me, be all about business, but I told him if we can't, if you can't get your mind together, then it's really hard to do much more if you're constantly in a, state of flight and you know flight and fright and you oh know, yeah all fight. I completely, it's completely agree or you know our lives can get so frenetic so hectic so busy it feels like we don't have enough time to focus on ourselves but I will tell you what if you take time out every day to center yourself remind yourself of your values and remind yourself of your value time will magically expand and doors will open for you for the rest of the day. Very nice. Thank you, Michelle. And again, all of you. Thank I'm you, gonna, Liz. And I'm going to put this up so um, you all have this information about Michelle and her Facebook page. Um, also, uh, just want you to remember that this is Fired Up Success. And this is 107.3 FM uh, in Albany, New York. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Liz. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.